0: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Dudes and hoops podcast. I am one of the dudes Evan Gore here with the second of the two dudes, ben Kemp hey how's it going Benny? um it's going well we got uh we got our western conference regular season standings, our playoff predictions, and our team overviews today
1: yeah, exciting the more exciting conference in my opinion
0: definitely a lot definitely, of opinions. definitely a lot of more moves that happen over the offseason season as well, so a
1: lot more moves just you know. Better teams in general, I'd say.
0: Um, are you ready to just jump right into it?
1: Yeah, let's jump in.
0: We'll start off with the Dallas Mavericks, who I have coming in at my five seed.
1: All right, I got the Mavs at my three seed. Okay, and we disagree on this, right? Yeah. And okay, so listen, right? My thing is, okay, so basically, let's get out of the way. So Porzingis is going to be out for the beginning of the season. That's a big, you know, hit to their, their team. In terms of regular season, I mean, but my thing is right. I think they can be a three seed because they're they're a younger team, so they're going to be one of those teams going hard in the regular season. They're not going to be resting their guys a lot, I don't think. Right, that's one reason. Also, Luca's going into his third year, and he's still going to improve. You know, he's not. You know, maybe his stats won't go up like crazy, but his you know his efficiency is going to go up. His defensive. He's, skills are gonna increase, you know.
0: He's favored for MVP this year. I
1: I would yeah, I, I think he should be. I mean, especially with Porzingis being out for the beginning of the season, he's gonna be putting up really good numbers.
0: Um and
1: a good team in my opinion.
0: Is Dwight Powell still out? Is he gonna be out still?
1: Dwight Powell is still gonna be out for the beginning of the season, I believe.
0: Right. So he's on similar timeline to Porzingis then.
1: Yeah, similar timeline as far as I know.
0: Yeah, that's my problem with them being the three. Uh I just think those two are too uh, like good of players and too valuable to the Mavericks to like, be still that uh, competitive in the regular season without them. Uh, I like Kleba. I think he's a good player. And they picked up James Johnson, who's a strong, strong big man down there. Dorian Finney-Smith can play. And they uh, they traded for Josh Richardson. We, we talked about that in our Eastern uh, stand-ins with the Sixers. They gave up Seth Curry. I think he's a, a really good addition to them.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good trade for them to get. to it?
0: Yeah, it's a guy they can put on like the main guard from the uh, other teams and get some stops. So.
1: Yeah. So also, while um, while Dwight Powell and Porzingis are out at the uh, well at the five at least, they'll have Willie cully Stein and Boban uh getting the minutes at the five most likely. Um, so I think that'll be you know sufficient enough to get them through until their guys get back
0: yeah i'm not a collie stein guy but they the mavericks are interesting because they have a really deep guard rotation
2: yeah
0: they uh jalen brunson's a a really good nba player came into the to the league very nba ready they brought back trey burke who me and you both know is just an absolute bucket the the modern day Allen iverson and then with the 18th pick, they picked up Josh Green from Arizona. I think he's really good, a good 3-and-D player. It's yeah. it's going to be cool for him to learn behind Josh Richardson, who's someone I think he's uh, compared to.
1: Yeah, no, I so I think, right, it's going to be, it's going to take Luka continuing forward on the same trajectory that he is. You know, for mm-hmm. him to be a three-seed like I have them. But from everything we've seen so far, I mean, he can do it. You know, I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, he's at his, you know, Peak right now, obviously, is twenty twenty two,
2: right? Whatever. Something like that. What What
1: 21?
0: do you What do you think the Mavericks run out on opening night as their starting lineup?
2: Um. So I think Luca Richardson, T- Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Kleba, and Willie Cauley
0: Stein is Willie Cauley Stein. Okay.
1: Yeah, probably like the obvious. Like, but they could do something, switch it up. You know, start Burke maybe. Right. But I don't think that'll happen really too much.
0: Yeah. This. I mean, this team just put up the greatest. What was it, the the best offensive rating in NBA history last year?
1: Um, something like that. Yeah. And
0: and it's really all behind Luka, So uh, I, mean, yeah, I mean, them being three. I see where you're coming from. I just don't see it happening. I can see how it would happen. It's just not yeah. my opinion. Definitely, definitely could happen though.
1: Like oh, yeah, this team's got you know. They lost DeLon Wright also, we should mention, maybe.
2: Yeah, he's As a, a
1: bench guy, you know, a little bit more depth, but they're good on depth there anyways. Yeah, really I think also left, which hurts this year too. I
0: know? think the losing DeLon Wright is kind of doesn't matter because of Josh Green. Yeah. And and maybe even some of Tyrell Terry, who's, you know, a good Terry. shooter in that draft. So yep. definitely definitely probably makes up for the loss of DeLon Wright. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, so. Coach
1: Rick Carlisle? Obviously, good coach, you know, won championships. So I think that's another reason they're good.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it'd be hard for me to picture this team not making the playoffs. This is definitely a playoff team. Oh, by
1: far. Definite playoff team.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. So speaking this of playoff teams, we'll go on to oh, my favorite playoff team.
1: Uh, hold on a second. Oh, you forgot the over-under win totals.
0: Oh, I did forget the over-under win total on the right. Dallas Mavericks.
1: So, the Dallas Mavericks over under win total
2: 42.5. Oh,
0: this one's tough.
1: Remember, it's a 72 game season. So, this would be, you know, 42 and 30, basically. I'm
2: going to let you go first.
1: Okay. So, personally, since I'm at the three seed, I'm going to take the over here, right? I think they are, you know, uh, probably 40, 45 win team, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm right on track.
1: I'm
0: right on track for them to hit about forty two, forty three. Uh I'll take the over here. I think I think this team definitely offensively is, is good enough to, you know, put up that many wins this season.
1: I think this is gonna be especially I mean, right, this is gonna be a really competitive top half of the West. Oh definitely.
0: One one through ten is all. One through eleven even. Yeah.
1: 1 through 11 are all playoff contenders and, you know, there's I Uh, think six of those teams are, you know have potential to make it to the finals
0: The West in general, I'm going to say, I think there's only one team that doesn't have playoff aspirations
1: Yeah, we'll get to them later, but uh, as you were saying, speaking of playoff teams, next up, we have your team
0: The Denver Nuggets, my favorite playoff team, who had a interesting offseason
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I have them as my one seed. Um, Denver. I,
1: got, okay. I have them as my two, and they won't be far off the one seed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Denver Denver had some losses this offseason in Jeremy Grant, Plumlee, and uh, Torrey Craig, but I still think they're a really good regular season team. I think the Grant loss probably makes them a worse playoff team.
1: Yeah, the Grant loss definitely hurts. Good player. You know, construction he, floor.
0: Yeah, he was the guy Denver put on the LeBrons and the Kawhis, so losing him in the playoffs probably means more than losing him in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, um, as far as guys they brought in, though, uh, well, they re-signed Paul Millsap.
0: Right, Paul Millirock on a on a one-year $10 million deal. I mean, yeah. pro- probably our last year seeing Paul Millsap in Denver, if I had to guess.
1: Yeah, um, he's getting old. He's getting up there, you know. But he can still contribute to them right
0: now. Definitely, he's probably he's probably a starter on this team still. So,
1: uh, yeah, I I think so. Yeah, he's probably still a starter on this team. Uh, I mean, unless you start in, you know, Jermichael Green or
0: there was Martin. another pickup that that uh <laughs> da- Denver oh Denver and Dallas missed me up. There's another pickup that Denver had was Jermichael Green, who you know switched sides from the Clippers after they lost to the Nuggets. Um. He's another guy that kind of in the same boat as Plumlee It's just going to be a floor spacer on offense and, you know, a a physical guy down low on defense.
1: Guy who's there.
0: Right. Uh, Um, They picked up Isaiah Hartenstein when Houston let him go. And uh, the funny thing about him is he played in the G League with Monte Morris. And they were like the best pick and roll duo in the G League. And oh. from everything I've heard, Denver loves Isaiah Hartenstein and thinks he's, like, a really good backup center. So maybe losing Plumlee doesn't hurt that much.
1: Well, you're forgetting about the real backup center here. Potential Rookie of the Year. He's still eligible. Oh. Bull Bull.
0: Uh, let me cut you off. Okay. Bull Bull is not a center.
1: Okay, but he's big.
0: He's seven two. But he's not a center. I don't think that. I don't think we see a lineup where Denver rolls Bull Bull out at center at all this year.
3: Huh.
0: I think, I think, no, uh, unless, yoke. unless we play a zone. No, you
1: the point lineup with, uh, <laughs> like, like last year in the bubble. Maybe,
0: maybe we see an all center lineup. But, but like I was saying, the only time I think we see Bull at center is maybe if the Denver wants to roll out a zone at some point. But even yeah. then, I doubt it. I think Bull. Is basically in the the Kevin Durant thing where it's a seven footer, but he's too skilled to be stuck at center and sit in the paint. So,
1: all right, that's fair. Uh, I mean, hey, everybody from what I've seen, you know, everybody's saying he's you know taking a big leap this year and he's ready to contribute to them during the regular the,
0: season. The biggest leap Denver needs to see is Michael Porter Jr. Though, if if oh, Michael Porter yeah. Jr. comes into this season defensively and we know what what he's going to bring offensively as a shot maker. If he can, if he improved this season, this off season on his defense, this team could be scary in the playoffs. Still
1: defensively, last season this guy was not good.
0: He was he was Just, targeted by other teams' third options on on offense. So yeah,
1: th- this was like you could you couldn't have him be a serious playing time guy because his defense it was so bad last right. year, especially when it comes to playoff time. Because every team is just gonna target that, and but hey, we I, saw him last year. They did make it to the Western Conference Finals with him getting right. minutes. So I would
0: expect a a jump from him defensively, just because he's he's got all the tools to be a good defender. He's long. Oh yeah, he's strong. He, he's got all the tools. And then obviously we know what we're gonna get from Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray made the jump to uh, to become a uh, a star player in this league. I think in the bubble. So yeah, the rest of this so. team probably plays out how you assume. It's, uh, the question's on Michael Porter Jr.
1: Michael Porter Jr. and potentially Bull Bol also. Uh, you think RJ Hampton gets minutes this year?
0: Uh, I don't because Denver just re-signed Monte Morris on the three-year 27 mil deal, which is yeah. a steal for a guy of his caliber. And then we also brought in Facundo Campazo, who's an Argentinian Argentine guard who
2: huh. I love. Okay, I, I love this
0: guy.
1: I couldn't tell you I know much about him.
0: He's Do you know, you remember like uh oh what was his name? I can't remember his first name, but Teodosic a couple years ago on the Clippers. Teodosic. Milos. Yeah. yeah. Facundo is the 5'11, 5'10 maybe version of him, but better. He's a better shooter, okay. better passer, and all I've heard from Denver so far is that this guy is annoying on defense.
1: Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing them
3: play. Me too. Yeah,
1: yeah. so you got the Nuggets at one in your playoff picture. I got them at two, but I think they could definitely get that one spot for sure, especially with a big jump from MPJ. Right. Uh, Their win total comes in
2: at 44.5 games. Give me the over, man. This team, this is a 50-win team. Huh. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the over. I'm gonna say like just below the fifty range, though. Okay. I'm gonna
1: say like the you know, forty-eight, forty-nine range. You that's know,
2: fair. just definitely you know, definitely, could definitely can hit the fifty though.
1: Right. Oh, that leads to our next team. The uh, very very bad, or I would say it's a bad off season. It's an off season that wasn't. They had some bad news, right? The Golden right. State Warriors obviously clay is going to miss the entirety of this season again you know you hate to see it um missed all of last season missed the finals two years ago or missed the end of the finals two years ago right a lot of people said if he was healthy they still could have won that
0: this team is basically a huge question mark
1: yeah this is all because i mean right so so we have some you know things we know there right we have Steph Curry, you know he's good to go out and still, you know, give you points, score, make, Play, you know, make. make some crazy shots, right? right? And then honestly, that's the only thing I want to say is 100%, right? Cuz I mean, he's really major major drop off from uh Draymond Green last year, right? And I don't think it's I think it's because the team around him had a major drop off, right?
0: Yeah, I think Draymond just, you know, he saw it as like taking a year off because yeah. they knew they weren't gonna win. It but you're not interested. You're not interested in Andrew Wiggins at all. No. So I think
1: Wiggins is a big question mark, though, right? I I was saying that Curry was a a guarantee. You know, we know what we're gonna get from him. Wiggins is like, we don't know. Some people like it's like, oh, he's in the Warrior system now. He's gonna be this brand
0: new. New and improved, Andrew Wiggins. That's that's the boat I'm in. And my question is, why does Andrew Wiggins get so much hate? This is a guy who <laughs> averages for his career twenty points, uh, four rebounds, two assists, and shoots forty four percent from the field and thirty three percent from three. Hmm. Like this guy isn't bad. the The questions okay. with Andrew Wiggins is, does he like basketball, and is he gonna give you his all every night? Yeah. And, and, and in in Minnesota, in Minnesota, he didn't every night. Because he was in Minnesota, I think now that he's in Golden State, he's learning with a two-time MVP, uh, a great player. Uh, what's what's the word? Great p- player, personnel coach. Yeah, a guy GP. who played in the league. You know, they they have a good owner in Bob Myers. It's it's GM it's the or GM Bob Myers. It's it's the culture right? for them. I think that's going to change Andrew Wiggins' feel for the game.
1: Yeah. No, I think. I think it is going to happen, but it is still one of their questions, right? I think he is going to step forward and become a guy who you can rely on on both ends of the floor. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's possible, you know, You know, this guy can score. And what does everybody like when they're voting? His fans scoring,
2: obviously. But, uh, you know, I think he's... This is his make or break year, I guess. I uh, I agree. I agree.
1: You know, and so also on this team, you know, we got uh Kelly Oubre, great addition, I think. I w- you you know how hard I was working before uh before trade deadline opened to to try to get some Oubre to Golden State trade.
0: You were you were you were working late nights in the trade machine to yeah. get Kelly Oubre to Golden State late and it finally worked out.
1: Machine, and none of my scenarios
0: happened, <laughs> but
1: you still got there. You got crazy. there.
0: And and it's another wing with a seven-foot wingspan who, you know, he's going to play good on offense. They're going to have – the, the Warriors are going to have a great offense still. Defense, definitely still a question. Kelly Oubre is like, you know t- – I, I describe Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins as fake good defenders. They're just <laughs> there. All right. right. They're I say that because they're not bad defenders. They're just not good defenders. They're just defenders, yeah. huh. which is, you know, in today's NBA, that's considered a good defender if you're not bad. But being nice to a guy like Draymond Green, I think definitely uh, could help those guys in boosting their defense.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Draymond is gonna be a guy and like you said, if you you know, he's somewhat taking a year off last year, you know, still playing obviously, but wasn't, you know, the old Draymond. Right. He's gonna be coming out, he's gonna be hungry to win. You know, this guy this guy wants to win, we know he's a hard worker. He's gonna come out, he's gonna push these young guys. Uh speaking of young guys, uh the number two pick,
2: James, James
0: Wiseman. Pine.
1: Yeah. So, what, what do you see him doing this year?
0: Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think anybody really knows because we've hardly seen anything out of James Wiseman.
1: Four games in the last he,
0: year. He, right. He didn't get to play at Memphis for very long because of the whole Penny Hardaway deal. Um. But everything, everything I think I know about him is that he's a solid big man with a. He's got a little Jimmy in him, a little jumper. Um, yeah. And hopefully under the Warrior system, he fits well. I mean, I'd say as a rookie, he's still probably better than Marquise Chris or Kevon Looney. I think Looney probably still gets the start, but Wiseman definitely by the end of the year will probably get that spot. And behind a guy like Draymond, you can expect him to be a good defender.
1: Yeah, I think they will start him at the beginning of this year. You know, it's a number two pick, you know. Like like you talked about when we were talking about the East, you don't really want to be taking a top 10 pick on a center that you don't think is that good. And
0: right. then you
1: probably don't want to be taking a top 10 pick on a center that you don't think is going to be your starting center. Right. So I think they'll start Wiseman here. You know, they might, you know, start him on low minutes, but I think he'll still be the starting guy. And I don't think he'll be in there maybe during like the clutch situations, you know, at mm. the end of games, just to have a guy that's more experienced like, you know, Kevon Looney.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Like I said. Uh, in the East, like you mentioned, I don't like taking a top 10 pick on a on a center that doesn't have star potential, and this guy does, so I don't mind this pick. Uh, I yeah. think it'll be a good fit behind the rest of the offense.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, replacing Clay Thompson, well, we'll, we'll probably have Wiggins starting at the two, I would think, right? But mm. also backing him up, Jordan Poole, the pick from last year in the first round, and Nico Mannion, a good player from Arizona that they drafted this year.
0: Yeah, um, don't don't forget about uh, the pickup of Kemp Bazemore too. I think he's actually yeah. a really underrated pickup. He's a good
1: Bazemore is a good player. He hasn't necessarily been on the best teams in the past. I mean Atlanta and Sacramento, I believe, right? Yeah. So not not on the best teams in the past. He'll have a you know, he'll he actually probably will be their second guy at the shooting guard spot. You know, probably play a, little, a couple minutes at the three. Also, he's
0: a he's a solid vet, good defender, can make shots. So I like
1: him. Yeah, solid vet. We'll but, see uh, if
0: we'll see if Eric Eric Pascal can make a another jump yeah. this year too, or if it was just good player, bad team.
1: Thing. Good player, bad team. I think, I think he can be a a good rotational player. You know, get, get good minutes in there. I don't think he'll ever be a starting caliber player right. on a good on a good team. You know, obviously we saw he can be a good player on a bad team. Right. You know. But uh, yeah. So I mean, despite the question marks, personally, I have the Warriors as my sixth seed. You have West. them
0: six. I have them seven. Uh, I think this team probably comes out of the playing game and
1: yeah, you know, I think has
0: a good season. Their I win total comes in at
1: still, uh, okay. Win total.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the win total comes in at thirty six and a half games.
1: Thirty six and a half. So that's
0: just above five hundred.
1: Yeah, so basically at 500, it's 36 this year. I'm taking the over.
0: I'm taking the over as well. This West is loaded. It's hard to bet against a two-time MVP and the greatest shooter of all time.
1: I think it's the West the... is going to be beaten up on the East yeah. a lot, and also beating up on their, you know, their bottom three teams in the West also.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Bottom three or four teams in the West are going to get beat up on, I think, I by do. this deep Western Conference.
0: Do you want to move on to what I think is the biggest question mark in the league right now?
1: Yeah, it's a big question mark.
0: The Houston Rockets. Now, at the time we're recording this, we are down one day into the preseason, and yeah. we actually got to watch this team play a little bit
2: last John night. Play, yeah, last night, yep.
0: And I got to say, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins look good. Yeah, they, they look
1: so... Get our hopes up here.
0: I know. I am a. I'm a huge John Wall fan. I love DeMarcus Cousins. These guys look good.
1: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm there with you. They did look really good last night. Um. You know, vintage Kentucky duo. It's back. Right. But um, now for the question mark.
0: What? What club is Harden at?
1: What club is Harden at?
0: <laughs> what club is Harden at tonight?
1: He might be at uh the Lou Will Magic City getting that, those lemon pepper wings. Little could baby be, might
0: be there too.
1: Baby might be there. Uh, who else? You know anybody really? Uh, so listen, the NBA is banning players from going to the clubs. <laughs> the season, right? right. Does Does Harden retire?
0: Harden? Can, can he make it? Harden's. There's no way he goes the whole season. He's not going to yeah. retire, but he will be.
1: Definitely, I could have a five-game suspension in there somewhere or something. I right? think,
0: I think what will happen with Harden is he's gonna play a game, go to the club that night, miss miss you know five to ten games, play another game, go out to the club, miss five oh. to ten games. He's just gonna be constantly quarantined from going to clubs.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: In all seriousness, though,
0: Harden's
3: My... a big
1: question mark. Uh, a lot of trade talks surrounding him. Teams such as the Sixers, the Heat I saw have a lot of interest in him now. Brooklyn. Brooklyn yep.
0: My hope for Harden is that he gives John Wall and Boogie a chance. I Just think give him a chance, man. I think this team actually could be a contender if he stays. The reason I have him so low at six on my uh predictions is simply because I don't know what Harden's you know, if he's gonna be there or not. If yeah. he's there, I I'm going to bump Houston up. It's just we don't know what he's planning on right now or what the organization is.
1: I have Houston at number seven and it's kind of a you know it's the question mark around surrounding James Harden. I think they have a good team around him to you know be a playoff team and I mean without him I think they'd be a you know a stretch playoff team but I think they could still Mm -hmm. contend with him. I think they'd you know, they're, they're a definite playoff lock. It's just a matter of how far, uh, how high they can make it, you know, how many games they win in the regular season.
0: I just want to bring up, they lost Mike D'Antoni and brought in, and they also lost Daryl Moore, of course. But yeah. they brought in Steven Silas, who was on that Mavericks coaching staff that was the best offensive rating t- rated team in NBA history. And, you know, they did it with a guy with Luca, who... Yeah has shown flashes to be similar like to James Harden and where the ball is in his hand is a lot and he's running the offense and uh small ball didn't work last year. They went out and got Christian Wood to to pair next to DeMarcus cousins. That's a good pickup. I think Steven Silas, if he can get on the right uh, path with James Harden, I think this could be a good team.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, this team has all the potential to be a good team, you know, uh, you know, they added Big Men to the roster, they're not playing small bow anymore. Christian Wood, Boogie, Kenny Wooten. Uh <laughs> uh, Tyson Chandler's still on that team too, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, well, you didn't retire. So I
1: mean, yeah, he's still he's still playing. My thing is also, h- how do you think the Harden Wall dynamic is gonna work? As they're both kind of, you know ball dominant players. Is it gonna work like the Rust dynamic did or what?
0: Well, my thing with John Wall and listen, I I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook guy. I when John Wall was in his prime of pre injury, I thought John Wall was better than Russell Westbrook. Uh but the stats will show Russell Westbrook like legitimately cannot shoot threes and John yeah. Wall is just not a good shooter. Yeah, uh, But John so. Wall having two years off, I think, definitely helped his jump shot. We saw last night in the preseason game against the Bulls, he's not hesitant to take jump shots. Uh, J- Russell Westbrook's a better cutter than John Wall, but John Wall is still explosive. And I think, you know, with Steven Silas coaching him, I think his cutting will get better to work off of James Harden. And I think uh, James Harden would be fine with the ball in his hands less. I think that's that's fine with him. I think he wants a guy like John Wall who can go in, and run a real offense and not just have Russell Westbrook post up other guards or, you know, shoot bad shots and have to play center.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I mean, and then also, you know, we got good role players on this team, too. We got uh, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, uh, Ben McLemore.
0: And don't forget Mr. Two Years Away from Being Two Years Away, Bruno Bruno Caboclo. Caboclo.
1: Yeah, Caboclo.
0: Maybe Ah. he's NBA ready.
1: He, it might finally be two years away from two <laughs> years away. No, this, but in all, right, <laughs>
3: in all
0: seriousness, Eric Gordon, still a good player. Ben McLemore, a good shooter. Daniel House, an all-around guy. Maybe he makes another jump. Definitely definitely yeah. has some good role players around their stars.
1: Listen, their losses, though, were big. I mean, Westbrook, River, Rivers, excuse me. Rivers? <laughs> <Whippers? laughs> so I went from Westbrook to Rivers, okay. Right. Uh, Covington, I mean big losses here Jeff Green those aren't you know those are a lot of key losses for your bench and for your you know your other guys right
0: I think those are necessary though because they wanted to bring in the big man obviously the small ball with Jeff Green and Roko wasn't working and you had to get rid of Westbrook if you wanted to bring big men back into it because the spacing with Westbrook and big man just didn't work out so I think it was probably the right move to let those guys go
1: Yeah, no, I think that was the right move, bring in some actual big men, stop running P.J. Tucker at the five. You know, I think it's good. They got a good outlook here. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Should be exciting if Wall and Harden both are there the whole time. Two really good players, former All-Stars, former MVP in Harden's case. And, you know, we're going to see John Wall play for the first time in two years, which is exciting.
2: I love John Wall.
1: He was a a phenomenal player before he was,
0: you know, before he
1: had all the injuries and
0: he brought, he brought Washington into a game seven to go to the Eastern conference finals. And they just barely lost to that Boston team. But this Houston team comes in at a surprisingly low win total of 33 and a half games. Uh, I'm going to take the over by a lot on that. I think this team, assuming James Harden, we're going to go off of James Harden is on the team. Yeah. And, and in that case, this team is, above 500 like no questions asked
3: yeah
1: this is a 39 38 39 win team i think right there with the warriors probably
2: right right i agree
1: yeah i i mean that i think that's
2: definite over all right what do we got up next next up we got the la clippers la paul george and doc beef yeah <laughs>
1: Who's gonna make it farther this year?
2: Who who was right? Is that a real question? Are you asking me, or are you just? Yeah.
1: Who was right?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Doc probably. Doc was, Doc was right. Doc was probably right. See, but Paul George gets too much slander. He's he's a you know a really good player.
1: Yeah, Paul George. I mean, still two two years ago he, he was top three in MVP like MVP contender. And... Right. He's a great two-way player. It's just you know when it came to the playoffs last year, he underperformed. Struggled, and a lot of people put the blame entirely on him, (laughs) right? Which is a little. We can't we can't blame one guy for blowing a three-one lead in the playoffs. Exactly. You know, and there were other guys that could have performed better. Kawhi Leonard could have played better in some of those
0: games. Especially Qui you know. Leonard who's, you know, supposed to be a top five uh, player in this league. But yeah. uh Paul George just inked that five year max extension with the Clippers. Uh the I've seen a lot of I don't know if you know, people are just trolling or if they really think Paul George is this bad, but I think that's a good contract. Like he definitely deserves it. The Clippers have no picks for the next ten years. So yeah, you know, you kinda you need somebody that's decent and Paul George's game will uh Still be good when he's older. He's a good three and D guy, so it's a good guy to lock in.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yeah, and then also they did trade for Luke Kennard. They traded Landry Shamet basically for Luke Kennard this year. I think that's a good, good move on their part.
0: Yeah, that's a good pickup. He's definitely you know better than Landry Shamit. Maybe not as a pure spot up shooter, but other than as that, that, is an all around game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, so I and think.
0: Go ahead. Luke Luke Kennard is someone I hope gets more minutes than a guy like uh Lou Williams just because maybe not in the regular season, but Lou Williams at this point, you know, he's small, he's targeted uh against good teams and he's a known bad playoff performer, even though everybody gives all the blame to pandemic P. Lemon Pepper yeah. Lou was not good in the playoffs either and he never has been good in the playoffs, so Yeah. Hopefully I'm hoping Lou Kennard gets a lot of those bench guard minutes.
1: Lou yeah, should get a lot of those bench guard minutes. Um so another big loss here for uh, the Clippers. Well, another big loss. A big loss here for the Clippers. Uh, Montrez Harrell jumped, shipped, jumped ship. Excuse me. Was that uh, really
2: a big loss? All right. When you bring in a guy like Serge Ibaka?
1: So my thing is, right, is I don't think it was a big loss when you bring in Serge Ibaka, but when you put it on its own, it's a big loss. He was a you know, an important okay. guy for them last year in the regular season.
0: Sixth uh, man of the year.
1: Yeah, sixth man of the year just left, and the thing is though, he did underperform in the bubble. He wasn't, he wasn't what he was in the regular season.
0: When he got came to playoff time. torched by Nikola Jokic in that series.
1: Yeah, and so overall, I don't think this is a huge loss because they brought in Ibaka, but it's still a sixth man of the year. You still have to mention him, you know? right? Um, oh,
2: Serge
0: Ibaka though, you know, he's a pure seven footer. I think I'd rather have. Serge Ibaka, then Montrezl Harrell and Jamichael Green combined. He kind of just brings a little bit of both in the the better big man defense compared to Montrezl Harrell, and then the same shooting that Jamichael Green could bring. So yeah. I think we could see some lineups where Ibaka plays center, uh, but also plays power forward next to Zubak when they match up with the say the Lakers Anthony Davis yeah. Marcus All
1: two against two bigs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that would work really well with Ibaka and Zubac because they can back can shoot Zubak, I mean, not, not bad shooter. I don't think, you know, I think he's, you know,
0: yeah, he can probably work in the mid range a little bit.
1: Yeah. Both big guys can play, you know, can guard, you know, when they're going up against two big men, you know, such as the Lakers or maybe, you know, maybe if Portland does something with a, Portland,
0: like, Denver. Out. Yeah. You can definitely see some team. Uh, what are they? New Orleans. You definitely see some teams that yeah. they could go big against. And I like it just cause it gives them a new, uh, a new di- dynamic, a new dynamic to their team, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think that'll be good for them bringing Ibaka. You know, uh,
0: real quick, they brought back Marcus Morris. I'm, I'm, you know, not the biggest Marcus Morris guy. I think he's slightly overrated. He's just kind of, you know, an overglorified three and D guy. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's another. It, you I, can never be I, too deep I, at that position.
1: You know, it, it doesn't hurt them.
0: It doesn't no. hurt them. You're right. No.
1: There's there's much worse guys they could have went and signed. That's true. So where do you
0: where do you have this team coming in on your playoff standings?
1: So on my playoff standings, I have this team as a four. Um mm-hmm. I think that there'll be a there'll be a threat again, you know, to win the West. But yeah, I, I don't think they improved significantly, while we did see some other teams improve significantly. I think they did improve though. So Ye-
0: yeah, I agree. I have them four. My reasoning is, um, you know, once again, you're bringing in new guys, and I think it's hard to bring in new guys when you don't have a vocal leader. And I'm not sh- I, this team still doesn't have that, unless you know Ibaka is that, but I don't think he is. But yeah. with the way Kawhi Leonard and and uh, Paul George lead, I, I think it might take them a while to get uh, everybody on the right page.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of uh, I mean, they brought in Tyloo, which I don't think Tyloo's a better coach than Doc Rivers. Oh no! But I mean, as we see right now, there's some beef between Doc and uh, Paul George. Maybe that played into a uh, you know some chemistry stuff going on. Then maybe Tyloo. Do you think it's? Together. Do you think
0: it was the fact that Paul George and Doc Rivers' daughter were like you know?
1: I think that's uh very possible. That had an effect.
0: Like he just uh, <laughs> didn't want Paul George, and he had to.
1: Yeah, I think that might be possible. Um, wow. But yeah, I think overall, also like the doc quote from uh yesterday, I think it was right where he said like the whole team like they when Kawhi got there, they were you know all about like Kawhi, they liked Kawhi.
3: And yeah, said,
1: but that wasn't true for everybody. Like yeah, he said
0: the Paul the George? team. He said the team didn't accept Paul George. I think that was meaning because uh Kawhi Leonard got all the star player. Things you know where he got to live in San Diego, and yeah, he got. I think Paul George got that same treatment, and the rest of the team was kind of like, What has Paul George done to deserve this? Yeah, he's like, he's Kawhi. never won finals MVP yeah. like Kawhi has, and Kawhi's a defense player of the year. So, I think they understood why Kawhi was getting all that, but nobody understood why Paul George was deserving of it, which makes sense to me. That makes
1: sense, yeah. All right, so,
0: anyways, this team comes in at the 46 and a half
2: game mark. Um, I'm going to go the under there, just barely. Hmm. Let me think about that really quick. Uh, no, I, th- I think, huh, okay. Yeah, I think just,
1: just the under. I think, yeah. like, 45.
2: Yeah, like I said, this this team,
0: I think, probably takes the, the the regular season a little lightly.
1: Yeah, especially, I mean, we know Kawhi rests, you know. Right. Oh, so, He'll yeah, be late to teams.
0: some games living in San Diego.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou might also be. <laughs> he'll, be at
0: the, he'll be at the clubs with Jack Harlow again.
1: Yeah. Just, you know, getting some wings as one does.
0: And I know we both think the exact opposite of the team across the street in the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Yeah. The championship, the, fa- the favorites to win the championship again.
0: Are they your reach. favorites?
1: They are my favorites.
0: They're my favorites too.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, all right. You look, they they were, they're they're
0: the reigning champs, and you it's... go out and you
1: think, oh, what's what's the reigning champ really gonna do? Oh, maybe they'll sign, you know, do do a little move, you know, here and there. Get some... Right. They got a lot of good players.
0: This team made a lot of moves and made a championship team better, which yes. is insane.
1: Yeah, added Dennis Schroeder, uh, possibly should have been sixth man of the year. Added sixth man of the year in Montrezl Harrell. Uh, a really good 3D and D player, Wes Matthews, and a good big man in Mark Gasol.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: just great offseason for them.
0: Everything they did just made perfect sense. D- oh, D Schroeder. I don't want to call him that. Dennis Schroeder, uh, yeah. definitely a guy who can run your offense when Brown's not out there, or he can work next to LeBron. Wesley Matthews, a guy who's basically the same player Danny Green was, if not better. Montrez Harrell, like you said, six-man of the year. There's there's tons of lineups you could run with him, Anthony Davis, or Marcus Saul. And then Marcus yeah. Saul who's just a former defensive player of the year who didn't deserve it, <laughs> and uh, just a great, you know, yeah. <laughs> all-time player, really.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, right, so we look at this team, and I have them as my one seed. I think it's obvious, even if they aren't, even if, you know, Brown and uh, AD are taking a couple games off here and there at the beginning of the season, you know, to get some extra rest in. I think they're still good enough with one of those guys on the court to be the one seed in the West.
0: Yeah, I have them too just because I'm a Nuggets fan. I have the Nuggets one. Uh, yeah. But this team is, you know, definitely the best team in the West. It's it's hard. It's always – I've been saying this for years now. It's hard to bet against a team with LeBron, and then you just have a guy like Anthony Davis next to him. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you bet against that?
1: Yeah, no, you really can't. I mean – Right, and we're talking. They did. Ha- they had a lot of really good signings. They did also have some important losses. I mean, but you know, Danny Green, you know, wasn't the best in the finals. Yeah, okay. Javale McGee, Dwight Howard, that was their you know center duo that was you know kind of revitalized their careers a little bit. I would say in LA. I mean, McGee was doing fine, but yeah, you know, as a role player center. But and then a uh, Rondo. You know, really good player in the playoffs. Not really the best regular season player. He's getting old. You know, how much longer are we going to see playoff Rondo for? You know, might be one or two more years, really. Um, And Avery Bradley left. He didn't even play in the bubble, so I don't even think they're worried about that when it comes to winning championships again.
3: Yeah,
0: I think each one of those players they lost had a replacement, though, right? Like, you look yeah. at Danny Green, you had Wesley Matthews, you look at McGee and... Dwight, you have Montrez and Gasol. You look at Rondo, Dennis Schroder an upgrade, and then Avery Bradley. I think we see Taylen Horton Tucker get some minutes this year. My only problem with the Lakers is not having that athletic big man mold of Javel or Dwight. Like we're yeah. we're not going to see like six seven Montrez playing that role. He's not an above the rim guy. And then Marcus is just too old to play like that. And he never really has. I think maybe we see him some point during the season try and go get one of those athletic centers. But even without it, these guys are these guys are, you know, top tier.
1: Does Kuz finish the season with the Lakers? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think so too. I think so. But hey, everybody on every, you know, platform out there's just trying to figure out ways to get Coos off this team. Right. And right, we we we've talked about this before. If Coos was playing on a Charlotte or a New York, no, he would be no, loved. He'd be loved. Everybody would say this guy's the future of this team. Right. It's just because he's in LA and he has a flashy, you know, media personality.
0: If you, you swap know? Michael Porter Jr. and Kyle Kuzma, Nuggets fan love Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. There's no question. We'd be like, wow, this guy's, this guy yeah. needs to play more minutes.
1: Lakers fan and the NBA in general <laughs> on MPJ if he was on the Lakers. So, I mean,
0: it's true. You know,
1: it's, it's literally just because he's on the Lakers. This guy gets hated way too much. And, you know,
3: he's a I'm good player.
1: I'm not saying he's a great player. He's a, he does his role as, you know, the,
2: the young guy who comes in, gets a few points, you know. Does his thing. That's about it. I like him. Yeah. Uh,
1: more minutes for Caruso?
0: Oh, definitely. He's, he's yeah. the bald Kobe. Kobe was bald, actually. <laughs> 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 Anyways, this guy, he's just, he's a he's a workhorse, man. I love Alex Caruso. Everybody does.
1: Everybody loves Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> they, maybe. Yeah. Damn. They, they love Caruso, but they hate on Kuz. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy, crazy world, man. Yeah. Maybe it's because Crusoe plays defense and Kuzma doesn't. That, that might be a reason.
1: That's it probably... I mean, hey. Lakers fans.
0: Them, fakers fans. Lakers fans love fakers, defense. Fakers fans. Fakers fans. That, that, fakers fans. All the fake fans. What we,
1: that's what we call them <laughs> when they've been fans since uh, last summer. Right, since like you. Fakers. Dude, I've been a fan my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fan when they were starting Luis Scola and you know Jordan Farmar and who else was there. Wait it.
0: a minute! Wait a minute! I'm about to call you out. Did Luis Scola ever play for the Lakers? Yeah, he did. I'm checking right now.
1: He did, dude. I don't it, believe I'm it. Another really long-haired dude, like it looks like Scola. Ah, dude,
0: maybe I'm wrong. I don't believe it. Man, so Luis Scola did not play for the Lakers, man.
1: Yeah, he did. What?
0: He did not. I just oh, looked maybe. it up. I don't know I, if you maybe th- I'm
1: maybe I am a fake fan, dude.
0: You're a fake I'm fan. It's it's a big wrong. man with long hair, a, a white guy. Yeah. Huh. It was well, like the Rob, dark
1: days, dude. I actually shouldn't. Robert
0: Sacre was bald. Was it Chris Kamen? He was bald when he was on the Lakers, though.
1: Yeah. No, dude. I don't know then. Uh. Wow. Wrong. I'm a fake, fake fan.
0: Fake fan. Fake fan. Ben doesn't know yeah. his own guys. Anyways, That's let's get tough. to our win total for the Lakers. I was young.
1: I was young then. Okay. It's like twelve,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> the lake, the Lakers win total comes in at forty seven and a half games.
2: Yeah over. I'm gonna
0: go the over, yeah. yeah. This team this team they're too game. good to get below that. I think they still probably try in the regular season.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think okay, I don't think there's gonna be many games where AD and Braun are sitting at the same time. Yeah. And like I said, with one of those guys playing and the rest of their lineup they're still good enough to win games. You know I
0: th- I think Braun knows that if he wins this ring this year too. You know, the argument with Michael Jordan is basically in his favor. And and I think this year we see a different LeBron. Like a, a LeBron that just goes even even harder than before, excuse me.
1: Dude, maybe it was Ryan Kelly, I was thinking.
0: Oh, Ryan <laughs> Kelly. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. He yeah. was a, he was he was a bucket, man. He could shoot threes, he had he had some nice dunks. I
1: liked him in college but that's about man, it
0: those lakers <laughs> dark days man they bring back some names you remember uh
1: it's so dark i couldn't even remember right? xavier henry
0: and guys like that man it used to just be fun to like see if you could remember all the guys on the lakers and yeah name i them. mean
1: there's not really many
0: jordan farmer man steve blake steve blake was tough steve
1: blake? yeah i mean there's a lot of you know guys who Let's, 20 let's years do from an, now, nobody's going to know who they are. Let's do
0: that. an episode in the future, and we'll have a contest to see who can name yeah. more Dark Days Lakers players. All
1: right. More Dark Days Lakers, Dark Days Knicks.
0: Oh, the, the Knicks, 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 yeah.
1: in the Dark Days the last 20 years, though. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alexei Shred I mean... was my favorite. <laughs> All right. Fair. Let's move on here to yeah. our next team, the Memphis Grizzlies.
2: Yeah, move on. All right. The Grizz.
0: Where do you start, man? This team didn't do much.
2: What this they? team,
0: this team, I think, is banking on the development of Ja, Jaron, Brandon Clark.
1: Yeah, I mean, and hey, I'm not gonna bet against that development because those guys are three dudes that you know, five years from now, we might be saying this is the best trio in the NBA.
0: We could be. I'm a big, big fan of all three of them. They uh, they drafted Desmond Bain, who I'm a huge fan of. This guy, he slipped too far in this draft. I thought he was going to go like 20. He ended up going 30. He's just a big shooter. Not a big yeah. man, but he's a big guard and he can shoot. Yeah. I, th- I think he plays a role right away. Uh, they brought back Anthony Melton on a three-year deal, I believe. He's, he showed flashes last year of being a good player. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, uh, other than that ba- though. Basically going to have Justice Winslow for the first time. I mean, they got him from the heat last year, but he was right. injured. Like, you know, which he's had a lot of injury issues in his career.
0: Yeah, I think that um, might be the case for his career. Is just yeah. Injuries. I think he
1: can still be when he's healthy. He can still contribute to a good team. I think uh, they also did draft Xavier Tillman. I think the second round.
0: Yeah, um, I think it was early second round.
1: Yeah, so I mean, decent player, experienced in college, played for, played for Michigan State. Uh, I think he'll be you know uh, a role player in the NBA. He'll he'll always be bouncing around on different teams, but you know, good good role player bringing.
2: Yeah, I think. I think he
0: might get some minutes. I don't think we see Gorgie Dang make it to the end of the season on the Grizzlies. So yeah, I think that's yeah. where we probably see Xavier Tillman get some minutes. And then uh, they still have Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas, who I think is still one of the most disrespected starting centers in the league. He's a good player. He'll give you a 15-11. He can kind of stretch the floor a little bit. And he's just a good team guy.
1: I think, I think this is a good player.
0: Yeah, this this Grizzlies team, they were coached by Taylor Jenkins, who like showed that he can be a really good coach so far um but yeah like i said i think they didn't lose anybody really they're just they just kind of you know, hoping development just, happens
1: yeah they they're hoping for development of their young guys and you know hope their draft picks work out which i mean hey i'm not gonna bet against them you know for the long term of that because they have a good young core i think yeah former rookie or rookie of the year last year uh you know and then two other guys that are around the same timeline with them that are going to be really good players in the
0: NBA. Yeah, that being said, though, I think they're, uh, you know, them not making moves made them drop in the standings just because every other team just got better, which made me put the Grizzlies at 11.
1: Yeah, I had the Grizzlies at 10. I think that they have a good team. It's just, it's not their time yet, and they know it's not their time yet, so that's why I don't think they're making those crazy moves like that.
0: Yeah, which you is know, fine. They're taking their time with the fine. development. It's the right way. Yeah.
1: If if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I'm I'm excited to see how they develop. And hey, if if they sneak in there through a, you know, the play in games and make the eight seed ever, I wouldn't be that surprised really. I mean definitely. It's it's possible.
0: It's hard. It's gonna be hard to bet against John, man, one of the best young guards in yeah. the league. I mean great player but we have the Grizzlies coming in at a 31 and a half game win over under. Um, I'm going to go with the over actually here. I have my 11 seat getting closer to 500. Yeah.
1: So I think they, yeah. So I haven't my 10 seat. I think they will be a 500, like 500 team or maybe, you know, one loss or two losses below that. But I think they will be right there at around the 500 mark. And like I said, could be a play in team that makes the playoffs that way. Uh, Excited gonna be exciting games to watch, I think, with these young guys getting to see them develop more. And definitely. Grizzlies fans should be excited.
3: Definitely, definitely.
1: That brings up to, to uh the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. You had the number one pick this year, and despite that,
2: you don't sound too excited. Yeah. Uh seems not very good. I mean, let's just <laughs> That's Let's all I got, got it, really.
0: Man. This team's not very good
2: i, I
1: like i like I like all their players as individuals. Yeah, I don't like the teams as a team right
2: it just doesn't work man
1: I mean okay, so cat obviously great player you know
0: you great just, offensive player great, man. and one of, the, offensive. one of the best offensive centers we've seen
1: yeah i mean he- he just kind of does it all as an offensive guy, but defensively. It's not there. It's not. Uh, I mean, you can say
0: the same about D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo who,
1: Russell is exactly the same way as a player.
0: He the Timberwolves were basically handcuffed people. into getting, because if they didn't, cat probably wanted out.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: but, um, the trade for Ricky Rubio, where they gave up James Johnson makes me like D'Angelo a little bit more. Cause I think those two next to each other, uh, actually works out well with, with Rubio, with, D'Angelo Russell, excuse me, playing the, the shooting guard and Rubio playing the point with the ball in his hand more and, you know, guarding the other team's main guard. I think that that could work out okay.
1: Yeah, but I don't really see a world where they don't start Edwards. It's the number one pick. You kind of have really? to, right? You're forced to. It's like, I mean, hey, if, you, if you're not going to start the guy from day one as the number one pick, you might as well have just it down, right?
2: Yeah. In my I, opinion.
0: I guess I have to agree with that, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Rubio Delo Edwards type all thing. Three? Okay, I mean, all three, yeah, all three. Okay. I mean, what's what's your next best bet at the three? It's either Malik Beasley or Jared Culver or Josh Akoji, and if you go a koji then you're getting a Tony Allen on offense. So, you know,
2: okay, I think Edwards
0: at your three is your best bet, anyways.
2: All right,
1: fair. I mean, he's a he's a bigger body. I mean, you know, so. I don't think he'll be able to guard, you know, Le- LeBron size threes or anything like that. But no, guard, you know, smaller ones, three guard lineups. Uh,
0: this team, this team brought back Juancho Hernan Gomez too, who is my guy from back in the Denver days. I, I love him. He's a good shooter, stretch four. It's another guy who will struggle on defense. This team defensively is just terrible. Uh Their late first round pick, Jade McDaniel's, out of Washington.
2: Yep, right. out of Washington. Washington.
0: Yeah, he's he's a prospect. He's he's pretty raw, but yeah, definitely has potential to be a good all-around guy.
1: He's not going to be an impactful player this year, but I could see in the future him being a good, you know, a good player. Actually,
0: definitely. You know, and then um, another one of their draft picks that I know a little bit about, Teo Maladon, uh, from right. France, France, yeah. France. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming over this year to play in the G League or if he's staying in France another year. But uh, this guy has been talked about as being Tony Parker's protege. Uh, Tony Parker is just taking him under his wing, and so you know if that's the case, this guy definitely could be a probably a Ricky Rubio level level player in in, in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, that's always a good thing to say, you know, when you're talking about a guy who's a second round pick. So
3: yeah, I'll
1: take it.
0: Real quick, I don't want to spend too long on this team because they're not too interesting, but yeah. uh, their coach Ryan Saunders, not a very good coach. Uh, I think you know. Unfortunately, I think uh, a lot of his job, him still having his job, is due to what his father brought to the franchise. Uh, But it just gets to a point where I think you know you have to look for a guy who is more capable of helping this team develop and win.
1: Do we do we think a coach is going to help this team? Because I mean, right, they had Tom Thibodeau, right, who a lot of people feel is a is a good coach, you know, and I don't think he's you know one of the high-level coaches in the NBA right now.
2: No. A lot of,
1: I, a lot of people feel like he's a guy who's going to, you know, bring your guys in there and have them play defense and do all that. And what does this team not do? Play defense.
0: I don't mean get a good coach. I mean get a, a coach who specializes in player development. What we saw from Kenny Atkinson, who still, you know, never got a job, uh, yeah. a couple of years ago in Brooklyn, was taking a Brooklyn Nets team that was limited on talent, with D'Angelo Russell, actually. Yeah, that's uh, to the best year. to the playoffs and made D'Angelo Russell an All Star, and not only that, but just built a culture there and where everybody just got along and had fun, and I yeah. think that's what Minnesota needs right now, and so getting a guy like him who specializes in player development, I think would help this team tremendously.
1: I I, fe- I feel like right, you know, because right, I would say this T Wolves team is more individually talented than that Nets team was. Oh, definitely. And so I feel like, if yeah, if you brought in, you know, Kenny Atkinson, maybe, you know, get D'Lo to have his best, you know, I, I yeah, then I could see them, you know, being a playoff contender. Uh, the West is stacked, though. So, I mean, like, currently I have them right now sitting at 13.
0: Yeah, I, just, I, yeah. I also have them 13. It was a close call with the 14. But, uh, yeah, like you said, this team individually talented is just too good to yeah, be this yeah. bad every
2: year. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think. Cat is a. Um,
1: how do I say this? Um, obviously, okay, really good offensive player, but defensively, he's not a, a good guy, and he's just never going to be, the level of a. You know, we're never going to be talking about cat as the number one guy on a contending team.
2: That's fair. That's fair. You know.
1: And I, fe- I feel like that might actually be a shared opinion by a lot of people, actually. Maybe because of how he's done so far. I mean, what, he's like
2: 26? Maybe? He's up there. Something like that. Uh, pull it up um, Minnesota's
0: win 8. total 5. comes in at 28.5. Alright,
1: 28.5.
2: Uh, hold on, so let's... I'm going to take the under on this one, actually. Yeah, um, Barely, but. man,
0: this one's close. I'm going to take the over still.
3: Okay.
0: I think this team, as we talked about, is just too offensively talented. And I think, you know, when you catch a team like the Lakers, Clippers, resting their guys against a team like this, you know, Kat, Delo can probably get it done.
1: Yeah, I think they're, uh, I-, I think they're just below that 28 and a half mark. I think they're a 27, 28 win team.
2: That's fair. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if they if they do good, good for them, I mean. More power to them. Power to them. Next up,
0: onto our next team,
1: the New Orleans Pelicans, who had a eventful offseason, I would say.
0: An interesting one.
1: How do you how do you feel about their offseason?
0: Um man, I don't know. I actually don't know. I think they got a great deal for Drew Holiday and two players and three picks. And then uh, you know, moving uh Jordan Hill for Steven Adams, I think that and a you know, in a vacuum. That was a really good trade for them. I don't know if I love the fit on this team, but you know, yeah. other than that, they had a good draft. Keir Lewis, who was the fourteenth, 13?
1: thirteenth? I think.
0: End of the lottery. He was the end of the lottery end pick. Of lottery, yeah. yeah, definitely a good pick there. Definitely a guy who I could see being, you know maybe better than Lonzo Ball on this team. So,
1: Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's, you know, Lonzo is obviously, he's going to make, he's going to be a good playmaker, can defend, but scoring-wise, he's not a scorer, which I, on this team, he doesn't need to be, right? That's fine, yeah. In- Ingram and Zion are your big scorers, I mean, and that's just, you know, what it is. Those are your guys who you're going to build this team, try to build this team around. They kind of lack, um, in, their, in within their young core, they kind of lack shooting, though, and that might be a bit scary.
0: Yeah, we saw Alonzo take a jump on his spot up shooting. And actually, I think his whole three point percentage, he ended up shooting about 36%. Uh, Brand Ingram made a, a jump in his three point percentage as well, as he wasn't a shooter in, when he was in Los Angeles. So hopefully yeah. that can continue. But a guy like Zion is probably your biggest question mark. We don't really know, you know. Yeah. He's not really known as a shooter. So we'll have to see if he can, you know, do something there.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying he- these guys are, you know, they ha- they have decent shooters in, you know, in Ingram, you know, and Josh Hart, I think is, you know, decent.
0: Yeah, but JJ Reddick.
1: They have JJ Reddick, obviously, but I'm saying within like their young core, who's gonna who they don't have a guy that's gonna de- develop into a JJ Reddick, you know?
0: Uh, I think we could see a guy like Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's just a known scorer, okay. develop yeah. more of a jump shot. And then and then like you mentioned before, Kira Lewis could definitely become
2: you know a knockdown guy that you can't leave open.
1: Yeah, he's kind of I mean
2: I guess he's gonna be able to do whatever. Uh, I guess. I mean, hey, if uh, is it taking me the backup though, or is Eric Bledsoe gonna be coming as the
1: second?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the Eric Bledsoe fit is very weird. This team has a lot of lineups. We could see, you know, we could see Zion at center if you wanted to, and then or you could see, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jackson A's and Steven Adams on the court at the same time. You know, you never know. They brought in Stan Van Gundy, who's a great coach. I just this team is another big question mark and it all depends on how good Zion really is.
1: Hey, they also brought in Wenyan Gabriel from Portland who I thought had some, you know, decent decent games last year in the bubble. Definitely. You know, young guy still, he's, you know. He's
0: he's long. He's another guy of that uh Pascal Siakam market type. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of these guys it seems like now, you know, we got really right. got Dumboya on Detroit. So, hey, the,
0: the All long the long power forwards who show some ball handling, show some defense so so a little jump shot,
1: yeah, do a little bit of everything
0: he's an interesting but, uh, guy for sure
1: I'm interested to see where he goes uh, they also did lose Derek favors I don't know if you mentioned that
0: which... uh, I didn't, and that's a you know that's a big loss for them because I think Derek favors is better than Stephen Adams at this point, but hey, you know, New Orleans, do your thing yeah, so
1: I mean, hey, this is another team that's you know. I don't think now's their time. I think they're another team that's kind of like the Grizzlies is you have a good young core to build around, watch them develop, you know, five years from now, you could be a, you know, championship contender. That being said, oh, God.
2: No, 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 go ahead. I
1: was just going to ask where you
0: had them on your playoff, standing.
1: Yeah. So I have them as my 11 right behind the Grizzlies. Mm. So, which I mean, those teams... flip either way so
0: i put them in at the nine uh simply because i think brandon ingram is legit and i really like lonzo ball so i have him just barely missing on the playoffs i think i think this is a good year for them
1: are you a zion believer
0: uh it's funny because i have them at nine that i'm not that big of a zion believer i think he's gonna be good now and then you know maybe down the line you start to see the injuries and everything but you know i think i think if there was ever a time to go for it it's while he's young
1: yeah that, that's kind of where i'm with you with zion i know he can you know right now he can go out there and sc- score 25 and get 10 boards and do that right now but uh in the long term as uh you know as his career goes i think we're gonna start seeing he's just he's like so just big guy i mean
3: right.
2: and
1: you know we see these big guys and they always have issues with their knees and their legs and just you know he's already starting to have you know some things he missed most of last season mm-hmm. so i'm cautiously excited to see zion develop
0: yeah and like we said last week we uh we all know you love big guys so yeah <laughs> anyways
1: i trying to be able to spread the floor but eh, <laughs> we'll take them
0: we have our pelicans coming in at a 35 and a half game win total which i'm gonna take the over on that once again
1: I'm taking the under on that. Really? Yeah. So I think this is not ju- a
0: 500 team.
1: This is a just below 500 team with obvious with obvious potential to be a 500 team. but I think this is where the West starts falling off from being
2: 500s. That's interesting. So, That's interesting. Yeah. Not by not not by much, but you know, not, not a 500 right. team in my opinion. All right. Next well, up. No, let's skip them.
1: Uh, I. I we'll wait 6 years and then we'll talk about them
0: right <laughs> okay
1: the oklahoma one city thing. thunder they have 18 one guy yeah they have 18 draft picks first round draft picks or something like that like 16 first round draft picks in the next 6 years
0: right benny uh, i have like i have a on a list here that you that you made that uh, they have a bunch of 12 year olds on their team is that the draft picks that you're talking about there
1: yeah that's the draft picks i'm talking about they'll they'll, they'll uh, be here you know, right now they're
0: just—they're
1: in eighth grade. <laughs> they're, you know, still learning how to dribble. Probably,
0: you know, the the Thunder are watching as many who mixtapes as they can.
1: Yeah, they're looking for like the next uh, oh, who's the short guy? How ah, whatever.
0: Oh, Quill Carr? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Um, Julian Newman is who i think. Oh,
0: Julian Newman. They're looking for yeah, Julian Newman. They, I they like that. The eighth
1: graders on the varsity team. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah this, Where do you team start with this team total overhaul of the roster kind of right? I mean yeah. who who who's here from last year? You got Shy, you got Shay, Shay, okay, you got Shay, you got
2: Diallo, you got Ludor, uh Roberson, uh is that Muscala, I guess? Yeah. That's it? That's all they kept? Um. Yeah, I think so, right? Uh, Darius Baisley. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um
1: so uh I mean completely new roster, very young team, obviously. Like I said, a lot of first round picks coming up. They're they definitely went crazy for trade pick for draft picks, though. So.
2: Yeah,
0: I'll be uh I'm interested to see how how Shea leads this team now after getting the year under Chris Paul's wing. Yeah. And, uh, and now having a guy like George Hill, who's another vet, to to help him out. And and a guy like Al Horford, who I think makes this team, you know, decent Yeah. Uh, once again.
1: I think this team is, hey, I mean, I'm always a fan of a team realizing that, like, you know, I've, I've been saying the Pistons should have started the rebuild for years. I guess the Thunder just, you know, they, they could have been, you know, that seven or eight seed in the playoffs, you know, every year for the next four years. But they said, hey, we're going to do this the right way and start a rebuild.
0: Right, which is and a good I mean, idea, and they have they have a guy who you know you can start to build around and Shea, who definitely yeah. is has potential to be like a perennial all star in this league. So
1: oh, for sure, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I mean, and in
0: Darius Bazzy, I think you know he has a case to be a good young player. He's a he's a bucket getter, a guy similar to uh, Kyle Kuzma, just a good offensive player all around.
2: All right, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah, I'm not the. Highest on Basley, but I mean, hey, like That's to right. see young guys develop,
0: right? Uh,
1: I mean, who else I got? I got Lou Dort, you know, clamped up Harden a little bit, but
0: yeah, someone they got Diallo someone, who dunks yeah, or something dunked, like that. Yeah,
1: he was in a dunk contest.
0: Uh, you think uh, Trevor Ariza ends the season in OKC or you think he ends it in LA?
1: Oh, they're definitely gonna. They like tra- They're like he They're trading yeah. him for somebody. They're getting a Ariza, second from somebody.
0: Ariza's gone. You want know to talk about? uh their draft pick a little bit from, Oku. This, from last year
1: seven foot sh- oh from last year or from this year
0: or the, like the one that just happened
1: <laughs> all right yeah, yeah poku so the seven foot shooting guard from uh do you remember where
0: it is uh, I, I have no idea honestly greece uh, i think it's greece actually
1: Greece. okay but yeah so i mean everybody's saying this guy is basically just you know that seven foot shooting guard so that's super raw and hey
0: yeah, he's he's super skinny as well so yeah uh i'm sure we probably see him get so some minutes I'm, this year but i doubt it's anything I'm sure know. we'll
1: also see him get some kd comparisons if he has a good game <laughs> yeah based on, based on his height and build
0: yeah maybe so, even some bruno caboclo comparisons
1: uh, two years away from me two years away
0: yeah it might be that that exciting. same case over again
1: yeah, I mean, I think that's enough to say about the Thunder. It's yeah, I'm sick there. of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let me let me take a guess on where you have them on your playoff list. I'm going to guess you have them 15, Benny.
1: I do have them 15.
0: Yeah, that one's, I have them 15 too.
1: It's it's not a knock against, you know, any of their players. It's just, you know, they, they, they cleaned out all of their vets basically for young guys and picks. So, I mean, you can't expect much from this team, I would
2: say. yeah their their win total comes in at 23 and a half games under i think this is is 20
1: like yeah 21 team i'd say
2: yeah i'm going under too this team is this team is really bad
0: and hopefully uh hopefully Shea's still good yeah
1: i think i think Shea will still be good i
2: think he'll still be a guy that people are talking about as a future player you know that can be an all-star definitely
1: all right next up Phoenix Suns. Phoenix. I just want to
2: start off by
0: saying, I have a friend who is the biggest Phoenix Suns fan that I know. So I purposely hate on the Suns whenever I can, just to make him upset. And I, you know, would love to see them not make the playoffs because it would make him upset.
1: All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But (laughs) I think this is a playoff team. I think this is an eight seed. They can squeak in there.
0: In all reality, I think this team is a. playing game team. You know, if they can make it or not, that's up to how well they play then. I think they can definitely get to that point though.
1: Yeah, so I th- I think right. I mean, everybody knows best team in the bubble uh, you know.
0: Yeah, bubble. 8-0 and still didn't get in though.
1: 8-0, still didn't get into the playoffs, which is crazy to me. B- Booker was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, just the shot over Paul George and Kawhi in Insane. That- Yeah, that was crazy. That's gonna be that's gonna be in the Devin Booker documentary one day. He
0: is he's one of the best scorers. That's that's gonna be
1: Devin Booker's equivalent to Jordan hitting the shot against the (laughs) Taves. Right.
0: Right. I mean This is a guy who scored seventy a couple years ago.
1: He scored seventy, right? You know, who else can say they did that? In a loss. In a (laughs) loss, yeah. He
0: scored seventy though.
1: That didn't need to be mentioned, okay.
0: Um, let's get to the big, the big part of the Suns off season though, in trading for Chris Paul.
1: Yeah. Chris Paul. I mean, so, so you asked me about this, you know, how, how high above Ricky Rubio is Chris Paul at this point, as far as on the court stuff. And so he's, you know, just above that, like tier above that above Rubio, as far as his contributions on the court, mm-hmm. but it's his off the court stuff that I think he'll bring to this young team. Just like he brought to OKC you know, because everybody was that. giving giving Chris Paul all this praise when, well, everybody was hating on Chris Paul at first when he was on the Rockets, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Gets to OKC, lead, leads this young team to the playoffs or whatever, and everybody's just giving him all this praise. And I think he can definitely do the same thing here again with, I think, a, a better team surrounding him. Maybe. Eh. Might be a stretch considering the other vets that were there in OKC, but
0: you know yeah no i agree it's it's you know last year in okc i think chris paul was a top five point guard in the league and this year i just I, I struggle to put him in the top five just because of his age and yeah you know he's he's not as fast and can't do the same things that he was able to do defensively so i think you know he's definitely a, an upgrade over ricky rubio i just i think a lot of uh analysts and you know, different reporters have kind of blown up his addition in comparison to Ricky Rubio. Um, yeah, I think one yeah. of the once they got Chris Paul, their move of getting Jay Crowder on ten million a year, I think that was a huge move for them. Really, good move. because they needed that dog guy—the guy you can throw on like LeBron or somebody with a big body—and you know, hope for some good defense
1: and and, and hope. That's that's yeah. all it ever is. Throw on LeBron, LeBron and right? hope. Hope. <laughs> Yeah, I hope, mean, man. another good thing for the Suns this year is we're going to, get to see a full season of DeAndre Ayton. Last year he had a 25 game suspension, I believe. Yeah. So hopefully we get to see a full season from him. Yeah, you know, that's I'm, be good.
0: I'm a big fan of DeAndre, Ayton. I think he's a he's a good player. And and then we saw in the bubble, uh, he's starting to add a three point shot to his game. So, you know, if he can expand on that, then this Suns team is going to be dangerous.
1: Yeah, and um, also they drafted Jalen Smith, who. Yeah. A lot of people are pushing the fit there. Um, yeah. This is another big guy, who, but he can shoot a the ball. big guy in the top 10. Yeah, another big guy in the top 10, but he can shoot the ball at a pretty efficient level in college. I mean, you know, um, I think either coming off the bench as either a four or a five, you know, it's a floor floor spacer. is never hurt, right? Take the Aaron Baines role kind of a little bit, but I think he's also more athletic than Aaron Baines was. So yeah. t- in terms
2: of...
0: I mean, I mean, this guy's ceiling is probably Serge Ibaka. He's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, it's it's just once again my thing with taking a big man in the top ten. It was like you know, he could have went and got like a Tyrese Halliburton, who we'll talk about shortly, or you know, somebody that has high potential to be a guy, you know, a starter in this league. I I can't get to the starter point with Jalen Smith, especially not over a guy like DeAndre Ayton, and yeah. putting him at the four, I just think is a stretch because. You know, fours in this league are like Jason Tatum, guys that play on the perimeter. Yeah. So I don't think we see Jalen Smith doing that defensively.
1: All right, fair enough. So, I mean, as far as, uh, and then also two other young guys, they got Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson, which are good young players, can both definitely develop into de- uh, defenders. And uh, just 3 and D guys, you know, always good to compliment your stars with 3 and D guys.
0: Yeah, I like both of them. Mikel Bridges definitely is a uh, a good defender on you know smaller wings or guard types, and and Cam Johnson has shown that he's he's going to be a reliable shooter, even though he you know when he got drafted he was older than like Devin Booker, but other yeah. than that, you know he's he's a good player.
1: Yeah, and uh, they did lose, so they did lose Kelly Oubre, Aaron Baines, and Rubio this year. Obviously, I think the Oubre loss was a big one. I think they should have tried to keep him if possible, but hey, they got Chris Paul instead. We'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to argue with getting a
0: guy like Chris Paul, a top 5 point guard of all time. Yeah. That being said, the Suns still yeah. come in at 10 on my on my rankings. Yeah, so
1: I have the Suns at 8 because like I said, I feel like Chris Paul is going to do the kind of similar thing that he did with Thunder last year and bring this team over the hump. Plus, we also did see them, you know, as the best team in the bubble. I think if they can carry that over, you know, not obviously to be the best team in the league this year, but mm-hmm. they can be a playoff team, I think, right?
0: Yeah, that's fair. I could see this team getting as high as, you know, maybe six even. But yeah. uh, I just,
2: you know, I kind of, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening.
1: All right. Over under
2: 39 and wins for the Phoenix Suns. What do you think? Give me the over, man. You know, Chris Paul. It's
0: it's Chris Paul. It's hard to bet against. When when have we ever seen Chris Paul not in the playoffs?
2: When he's healthy, it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, no, I'm gonna give him the over. I think you know, 41 team here. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited because you know, to see Booker with you know, an, an elite level point guard that people have been saying he's needed for how long now in Phoenix.
2: All right. I'm, I think this is a playoff team. I'm ready. All right. Well, on to our next team.
0: The Portland Trail Blazers, who I have coming in at my three seed.
1: Yeah, I got the Blazers at five. They had a lot. They had a good offseason. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I feel like this team has always been. I feel like it wasn't a. So they brought in Robert Covington, obviously. Level three and D player, uh, very good level three and D player, um, and that just you know that fills out their lineup, right? But I don't know, so just I'm a big Dame guy, but
0: yeah, let me ask you, who was the best point guard in the league last year with Steph Curry out? Dame, 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 right. Dame is an MVP caliber player.
1: Dame is an MVP caliber player,
0: and his team got I, a lot better.
1: His, his team did get better, yes,
2: a lot better. But,
1: A lot better, yes. (laughs) By adding Covington, right? But I don't know. It just always seems like with this team, they always get talked up about. You know, you know. One time, it's they're talking about, oh, they added this piece and this piece to help Dame and CJ, and this is their year. Uh, I'm a fan. I think Dame needs to get out of Portland if he wants. Wow,
0: I was not expecting this. I
1: would would love to see him win one in Portland, right? But he's starting to get old. He's in his 30s now, right? So I
0: think he just hurt 30, yeah. Just
1: hit 30, yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to wait until you're too old to be making an impact to go get a championship, oh, right?
0: I can't believe this.
1: Ah, that might be that might be controversial, right? Oh, but my. I just I just don't want to see Dame end up like a guy like you know, hmm. I don't know, like a, like a Grant Hill or whatever.
0: Let me let me. Hill. Let me rant on this team a little Maybe. bit since I'm higher on them than you. than you. Not yeah, yeah, only on. did they bring in Robert Covington, who was a great addition. Rodney Hood is coming back from injury. Really uh, quick.
1: I meant to say Reggie Miller, not Grant Hill.
0: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but Rodney Hood is coming back from injury. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is coming back from injury. They brought back Carmelo. They brought in Derrick Jones Jr. They brought in Harry Giles. They brought back Ennis Cantor. There's no, there's no holes in this team. You don't even like they, Harry Giles. I love Harry Giles. It's fine. He, I loved his high school mixtape. I didn't like him in Sacramento just because I don't like Sacramento. But All right. His high school mixtape, he was like a top player. But, um, no, I just I don't see any holes. You know, Dame's an MVP-level player. CJ's, you know, he's a, he's a number two scorer. Gary Trent, I think, takes a leap this year and becomes a, a knockdown shooter and a decent defensive player. You know what you're getting out of Carmelo. Robert Covington gives you uh, different dynamics on defense to play at the four or maybe even a five if you want to go small ball. Derek Jones just came from Miami who ran a zone that no team could understand. Uh, okay. Harry, <laughs> Harry Giles is a young guy. You know, not much to say there. Maybe he can have some reliable minutes. You, Yusuf Nurkic is like a 15 and 14 guy, 15 points, 14 rebounds. And he, he's developed a little bit of a jump shot. Zach Collins is coming back from injury. He's a stretch five. And Ennis Cantor is an offensive rebounder. You know, I think if this team is not, you know, a top three seed, top four seed. And, you know, if they get bounced in the first or second round, I think Terry Stotts is fired. They bring in a different coach and they run it back. This team is too good. They have too many weapons.
1: All right. So I don't think I said it, but I do have the Blazers as a five seed. I know from what I was saying about Dame, it sounded like I was like, this team's done for. I am as a five seed, right? And hey they'll probably beat the Clips if they play in the playoffs right yeah so but no like I I just had a lot of Dame slander right there what I meant by that was just I'm scared that Dame is gonna become this player like Reggie Miller who he's remembered for a few iconic moments Mm -hmm. but other than that he's just a guy you know right nobody remembers that Dame's not just a guy you know right
0: no, nobody I, I remembers want, that Reggie Miller made the finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? All you remember from four is you know
0: pushing two, off two, Michael Jordan or something. Yeah,
1: like yeah. <laughs> and and the choke to Spike Lee, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just don't want Dane to be that guy. He has the the iconic moments already. I mean, no, nobody's gonna lose respect for Dane if he if he leaves and goes and wins a chip with some other team as a no, you know, number two guy. Which I think he can be right. a number one guy. It's just it's not working, in Portland, for some reason. For me,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't see him leaving though. I just everything Dame stands for it doesn't seem like he's that guy. Yeah. Even though you make a strong case for why he should, I don't think he will. I think he sticks out in Portland for as long as he can. Yeah.
2: I'd um, love to see it. But where we championship, have the?
0: Hopefully. Where do we have the Portland wind totals coming in at?
1: So the Portland wind totals for the over/under is forty and a half.
2: Oh, over. I'm this team's too good.
1: I'm taking the over here. Just forty forty two 42-win team, I think, you know.
3: Yeah,
2: that's a, they're a solid team. You
1: got
0: it. Let's Just, move on to one of your favorite teams here. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, right? Just signed no, De'Aaron you... Fox to... I'll sell them to you real quick, okay? Watch this. De'Aaron Fox, elite-level young point guard, one of the fastest, yeah. possibly the fastest player in the league, right? In terms sure. of, you know, from one end of the court to the other with the ball. Uh just sign him to a max extension off of his rookie deal. Uh they also have they just drafted Tyrese Halliburton, who can be a, a good, you know, guy to put next to Fox or back him up, I think, you know, can l- long type of guy. Um Whoa. Hey. Um <laughs> anyways, continuing. Right, buddy healed, my guy. Right? Uh
0: how old is he now, 34? Oh, my God, he's like 28, dude. He came into the league at 31.
1: <laughs> he's like 28, maybe 29. All right, anyways, right, buddy healed, elite-level
2: shooter. Um, He's just a, a bucket, right? And honestly, just, you know, I, I, I'll i never
1: forget. I, he, maybe, maybe he's ruined from one two years ago when he got yelled at for taking a three and making it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, how, or was that maybe three years ago now? Tough. Uh, no, those two,
2: I think. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: Okay. Anyways, continuing on,
2: right? Uh, oh, God.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's all I yeah. got. Uh,
0: yeah. No. I mean, Kyle Guy. You want to you sell me on Marvin Bagley at all, or have you given up on him too? I've given up on Marvin Bagley at this point. Uh, uh, fair enough. I can tell you,
1: Son Whiteside blocks shots, but, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Son Whiteside got a minimum deal. Um. Yeah. I watched a little bit of this team last night in their preseason game against Portland, and I'm going to be honest. The Kings are basically – they have, like, ten guys where I'm like, oh, that guy's on the Kings? I didn't know that. And that's, like what – they're just a combination of who's that guy and that guy's on the Kings. Yeah, okay. Like, like seeing Jabari Parker out there, I was like, wow, dude, Jabari Parker's in Sacramento? I thought yeah. this guy tore, like, his ACL again or something. No, you know, it's no. Okay. just –
1: I would like to car- clarify. I do like the Kings, right? But I do also have them at 14 on my Western Conference predictions. So yeah,
0: I have them 14 too. This team, you know, they like. I don't. They don't have a direction to go in. Buddy Heald wanted out. I'm sure he probably still wants out. Nobody wants to be in Sacramento. De'Aaron yeah. and Fox did it for the for the paycheck, which is fair. Good for him. You know, Halliburton I think has potential in this league. I mean,
1: Fox is he- gonna be restricted anyways, even if he does want to leave. So right,
0: he's stuck but there for the- a
1: bit. Might as well sign. The big deal
0: yeah it might have been one of those things that we see a lot of players do where it's like get the money now and then you know worry about getting traded to the place you want to go any later because you can basically yeah. ask to get traded yeah. exactly so i mean this team is obviously looking for the future and you know in that case you're looking at Deion fox tyrese halliburton uh, and a lot of if uh. all right like it badly but- it hurt maybe
2: they have so, Luke um, Walton
0: at their coach still, who isn't a good coach. Yeah, actually, I don't, let me just say this thing, thing about Luke Walton real quick. He came from that warrior system that liked to run a lot and actually like wasn't bad when he was, uh, you know, helping there. Yeah. And then he went to the Lakers who, you know, it, it went okay when, you know, he was trying to play fast and everything. And then he got to Sacramento and, you know, they had guys like Zach Randolph and Vince Carter and, he tried to play slow, yeah, and It just didn't work out, and he's guy like doing we that stunt.
1: Like especially, Ex- like, exactly. I I don't think Luke Walton run. is the coach like, for this team. Yeah, not the guy for this team. I don't think you know.
0: Uh, I I think also real quick. I think you know Harrison Barnes still on this team, who's on a decent contract. You know, it's it's at like twenty two, but it goes down to like fifteen or something like that. He's a four in this league at this point, I think. Jabari Parker, if he plays the three, Luke Walton should just be fired and banned from the NBA for life. He's a four. <laughs> Bielitsa's a four. Bagley's a four or five. I'd be surprised if we see all of those guys finish in Sacramento this year. I think the the odd man out is probably Bielitsa. You could see Contender probably try and go get him.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be Contender's probably trying to trade for Bielitsa, maybe. Maybe Barnes, but maybe Barnes, otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and I think Buddy Heald might have Contender's trying to trade for him, because...
3: Despite yeah, buddy, you
1: thinking he's old, that don't tell me a contender wouldn't want this to add this guy to their team.
0: No, they would. Contenders love old guys that can shoot, and that's yeah. what he is. <laughs> God, but, <laughs> okay. But it came up before Buddy Heald wants out, and I don't think he's changed his mind on that, even though they didn't bring back Bogdan. Bogdan. All right. Bush. So
1: Sacramento Kings over-under win total,
0: 28.5. Oh, uh, under.
1: I'm taking the under. This is a 25-win team, probably.
0: Yeah, you this know. this team is not a thirty-win team, at least you know.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, so next up, San Antonio Spurs. What do you got? I, I like them. You like them? I like them. Hmm. I think I think uh, Demar
0: Derozan and uh, Lamarcus Aldridge are two of the most disrespected stars in the 2010s, and you know I they agree. have young pieces around them. I'm a big DeJounte Murray fan. He's on a good contract for the team.
1: I'll stop Um, you really quick, though.
3: Okay.
2: Most disrespected stars of the 2010s. We're in the 2020s now. These guys are not what they once were. We'll go with. DeMar DeRozan averaged 22 points last year. No,
1: DeMar DeRozan's still a good player, but as far as, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, find, find him some... Benchman You're telling me DeMar DeRozan can't
0: average 20 points on a and start on a team anymore? I'm, I'm, he, he can. He just
2: did. Okay.
0: But
1: what
2: well, I'm saying well, is... why are you disrespecting DeMar?
1: What I'm saying is, I feel like maybe they're just... that. Like I feel like Spurs need to go in full rebuild and just try to move Aldridge, move DeMar.
0: Oh, I agree 100%. And
1: move Rudy Gay. I don't see any Absolutely. for him on that team. But um, I think maybe they're just keeping around because... They feel like Pop's not going to be there much longer, right? And you know, get Pop a few more playoff stretch playoff appearances, maybe. You know, yeah. Whatever. I
0: think I think that's probably realistic. Some they don't
1: entirely bad seasons,
0: right? I don't think Pop wants to go through a full re- rebuild. So I think yeah. they're trying to just make their team competitive. Wise, there, I think this is probably our last year seeing Greg coach. Greg is yeah. in Greg Pop- Greg Popovich, by the way.
1: Yeah, Greg. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, I have the Spurs at. 12 in my playoffs.
0: I have them at twelve as well. But yeah. I could see them getting higher. I could actually see them getting into the playing game just because they have a lot of young guys that I'm a fan of. Like I mentioned before, DeJounte Murray is a great defensive guard. They have guys like Lonnie Walker who could, you know, become a starter in the league. Keldon Johnson showed a lot in the bubble. Derrick White I'm not too high on, but he's another guy who, you know, two years ago in the playoffs against Denver took the Spurs to seven games against them on his shoulders.
1: Listen, Uh, yeah, as far as their young guys go, out of their five young guys, I'm not a big Derek White fan, but, I mean, Keldon Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, I'm a a fan.
0: Let me just say, Devin Vassell went to the perfect system for him to develop. Yeah, I think. He comes in, and, you know, we could see this guy get to, like, not Kawhi Leonard level, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard in
2: 2015 before he got traded level. Hmm. So, wait, 2015? So one-time final MVP? Or wait, was that in
1: 2015?
0: Well, I'm not saying Devin Vassell is going to be a finals MVP, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, that, that style of player, the guy who right, isn't, right. isn't you. quite, you know, not maybe Not quite an
1: elite-level scorer, yeah. but a good scorer and a guy who can play defense.
0: Right, right. A guy like yeah.
1: that. Gotcha. Yeah. I will mean, I think, you know, Playing for I, Pop is a good system for anybody to get drafted into.
0: Right. And his team know. has Jakob Polo, too. Jakob Polo's a good player.
1: They do have Jakob Polo as well. Um, I like
0: Jakob. I like his name.
2: Jakob or Polo? Yeah.
0: That's what... I mean, Jakob is what everybody used to say when I would when I would make threes in high school, so... Oh, really? Yeah, the ball would go in everybody... The whole crowd, all three people would say Jakob.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I mean, Spurs, you know, they're kind of prolonging their rebuild, I think, for Pop. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but they also do have young guys that they can develop into good players. So, you know, yeah. as far as their over under goes, San Antonio Spurs at 29.5. What half. you
0: got? Give me the over here. You know, it's it's the Spurs. It's hard to go against them. They haven't been bad in, you know, since before they drafted Tim Duncan
2: give me the over again.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll take I'll take the over just barely at 30. I'll take I I'd say they they could go to. So, yeah. I'll take the over, I guess. That's fair. All right. And last but not least, our
2: final team,
1: the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Is, is Donovan Mitchell what we saw in the playoffs.
0: I am not a huge Donovan Mitchell guy. Uh, you know, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's you know, a superstar level player. I don't think he's a number one. Okay. But um, uh, he can make this team a playoff team. He's good enough to to do that as a one. I just don't think he's good enough to take them to the next level as a number one player.
1: Hmm. All right. I mean, what is he? He's, he's in his fourth year now? Or? Uh,
0: third? Four? I don't know. He was drafted in 2017.
1: All right. Going into his fourth season. Um... Right. So I think, you know, he still has another level to reach. I don't think it's going to be that much higher than where he was at last year in the regular season. I think he will be a guy who, you know, throughout his career, I think will give us those, you know, 50 point battles with, you know, guys like Jamal Murray, Mm -hmm. you know, guys like that. I think he'll give us some of those games, some of those series where it's a
2: battle. But yeah, I don't think he's, you know, uh, going to be a number one on a championship winning team he could be
1: yeah i think
0: i think we're in the same boat there yeah
1: i think as far as you know while he's the number one here in utah i think he will be giving us a lot of amazing playoff series that you know make us say wow if only you know maybe this utah team is one piece away from really doing it but
2: uh as far
0: as the rest of the team goes not not very many moves here they brought back jordan clarkson you know, we know what he is, he's a scorer off the bench. Yeah. They're gonna get uh Boyan Bogdanovich back this year. He was out for the uh, for the bubble, so he's another guy that can, you know, put the ball in the hole. And and they drafted uh Ezabuki. Yudoka
1: Ezabuki from Kansas, big man. Right.
0: He's just he's he's a good big man. He's gonna be their uh Tony Bradley replacement as just a backup center and you know I think he fills that role perfectly learning behind uh Rudy Gobert. Oh, they brought in Derek Favors too.
1: They did bring in Derek Favors as well, which we almost forgot about.
0: Right, he's uh he's actually an interesting fit there, because uh, please do not start Favors next to go Bear Quinn Schneider. Please do not <laughs> do that. Um,
2: Derek Favors is like probably now the best backup center in the league. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, Marcus Cousins might be back. I think Boogie comes off the bench. Like he could start Wood. At center,
1: maybe. I think maybe he can play both. Off. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, we're talking about the Jazz, so let's not talk about Houston now. Uh, yeah, there's not I, I there's like not too much on the Jazz. There's not. This is like one of those teams that like you you know what you're gonna get. It's gonna be a playoff team, maybe, a friend like an out. I say that as I have my nine seed. But uh, <laughs> right. Anyways, I just think the West is really stacked. But no, they're they're gonna be one of those teams that's a really good team, gonna be right there in the playoff hunt. Uh
0: they're they're in that tier of there's the top tier of contenders. They're in that second tier of like non contender,
2: good good team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're right there. I don't think they're a contender, but I think they're gonna be in the play in games and they could definitely be a playoff team. You know, especially if Mitchell has more playoff performances like he did last year when it comes down to the play in games this year coming up. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team's not very deep, but they know what they're getting out of all their guys. So, yeah. really, it just comes down to, you know, hoping all your guys stay healthy and they can play at their, their highest potential. So,
2: I have them as my AC.
1: Yeah. And as far as the over and under goes for the Utah Jazz, it's at 41.5. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over. Huh. I think they're they're probably over that.
1: I'm gonna go under just because I don't have them being in the playoffs. So I'm gonna have them like a you know, a thirty nine, forty win team rather than a still above five hundred, but yeah, you know, just, just outside the playoffs.
2: Alright, oh, you say that.
0: I'm gonna switch mine to under actually. I, I could see you changed my mind. I think 40 is fair for them.
1: Yeah. Especially 72 game season. You got to remember 10 games shorter than normal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're right.
1: Yeah. So, in conclusion, uh, uh... as far as my play, as, as far as my standings for the West go, I got the Lakers at one. You have the Nuggets at one. I got Nuggets at two. You got Lakers at two. So, we just flipped those basically both ways. Uh, I got Mavs at three. You have the Blazers at three,
3: yeah.
1: Both have Clippers at four. I have the Blazers at five. You have the Maz at five. So again, we just flipped. Just those. flipped those. Uh yeah. Uh, Warriors at six for me. Rockets at six for you. And then is it seven for me. <laughs> Warriors at seven. Another just flipped. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. All right. Uh, and then as our last playoff team, I have the Suns. You have the Jazz, as the eight seed. So.
3: Yeah, definitely. Exciting. I man. think there's definitely. you know
1: another three, three, three or four teams that could be competing for that playoff spot, that seven or eight seed. So, heck, maybe yeah. in the six seed, there's some teams that I have outside my playoff picture that I could see making a six seed, maybe. So definitely,
0: yeah, definitely. This the the West is stacked, and it's going to be exciting, exciting race to make that playing game and to be the yeah. top four seeds this year.
1: The playing games are going to be super competitive in the West too.
0: Right. It's not gonna am, be like,
1: oh, it's you know, seven, eight. It's gonna just- I'm
0: really looking forward to that because I think, you know, teams like uh, you know, say a team like the Pelicans or the Suns, usually when it gets to that time of year where you're like, Oh, we're not gonna make the playoffs, you start not caring and playing, you know, guys yeah. that aren't very good. So it'll it'll just make the end of the season even better.
1: More competitive, teams not, you know, starting to tank, even though tanking isn't as lucrative anymore. Right. But you know, it would still happen and now you're going to have teams saying, hey, what is it stopping us from being the 10th seed? Right now we're in 12th place. We can make it to 10, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, win a play-in game and be a playoff team, you know?
0: Absolutely. So, it's going to be exciting. Well, we uh, we appreciate anybody who listens and, you know, (laughs) stood that whole time to listen to all of our Western Conference playoff predictions. Uh, I'm sure soon we're going to be talking about our mvp and award races and things like that yeah so,
1: probably within the next couple of days we'll have that episode up
0: yeah so make sure you guys stay tuned for that and uh yeah we are the dudes and hoops yep sign out just let everybody neat, know yeah. that
2: uh <laughs> we we have hitches in our jump shots oh i don't <laughs>